There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, and Matt Ellis. Um, we're going to start this one with a bit of a, a somber tone. Um, obviously, I'm sure all Scunthorpe fans will have seen the news put out by the club today. Obviously, the reason why Neil Cox was not at the Exeter game was that his father was taken ill and has since passed away over the weekend. So, obviously, extremely sad news. And I'm sure, I know I speak for the three of us, and I'm sure I speak for all Scunthorpe United fans when we pass on our sincere, heartfelt condolences at this very difficult time. Uh, right, shall we move to the club? I think let's get into the to the week just gone. Um, obviously, the last podcast we did was after the Tramir game, so we got that win. That was great. Um, we've played two games since then, unfortunately losing both of them, Northampton and obviously more recently Exeter. I, I think before we get into the games, let, let's start with something um, which we, we recorded the last one on deadline day, didn't we, if you remember. Uh, Wood was in at this point. Uh, he'd come in about the time we were recording. We were saying that we didn't expect anything else on that day. <laughs> Matt, you made some sort of comment about, you know, that, you know, we always say stuff like this and then 20 minutes later, the club go and sign somebody. Uh, what do you know? That did happen. Um, Hayden Hackney has <laughs> been brought in from Middlesbrough, uh, a midfielder. I think he's here just till January. Uh, l- let's start with these lone players because obviously they've started both games, haven't they? And we were winning, you know, we beat Tranmere. So to change that team, is questionable, I think. Um, maybe let, let's go with that. Let's start with those two lone players. Yeah, I think it was a very big call to do that at Northampton. Um, you know, they've, they've not played any football, really. I know they've, they've played some under-23 games, I guess. Um, but no kind of first-team football. So to throw them in, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was a very big call. And um, I thought Northampton would look quite good. I think he, he kept the ball well and, and kind of, uh, showed a good range of passing, I thought, at times, and tried to be a little bit creative when he got on the ball. Um, but I, I would say Hackney was was pretty much anonymous um, for that game. And, and I'd also say that for Saturday just gone as well. I, I don't think he had a very good game at all, um, which is, you know, it's a shame. I think it's it's difficult for them coming into the side. Um, you know, two, two young lads, I, I can completely understand that. Um, but I think the issue I have really with it is that We've got two players sat on the bench at the weekend, obviously Beeston, who I kind of probably regard as, as our best player, if not, you know, if, if not the best, he, he's certainly up there. Um, and, you know, we've been able to rely on him in, well, many times really over the past couple of seasons for for goals and, um, you know. Well, even this season as well, obviously popped yeah, exactly, up with Walsall, exactly, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the goals he obviously popped up with last season as well. Um Probably made the difference, really. Um, you know, at times I think it was Colchester goal, and, and there was a couple of others as well where where he's nicked one, and, and we've managed to get something from the game. And I think that's you know you can kind of rely on him for that. I think he's he's good for quite a few goals over the course of the season. But yeah, I just think to leave him out, I think it, it was a really poor decision. And and also Tom Pugh, I think he's really for me. This season, I know he's made a couple of mistakes here and there, which you know we we do expect young player coming through. But I think he's 
he's been one of our most consistent players. And I think even the stats back that up. You know, I think there was a stat on Twitter um, a couple of days ago, and it was looking at kind of under twenty three players, under twenty one players that that have come through. And I think he was what was he in the top three or, or second in the league for the most tackles or, or something like that, winning the most tackles. Um, and you know we've seen that this season. I think he's been really important, whether it's been at right back or whether it's been in central midfield, kind of breaking up the play and and getting stuck in. I think that's what we've really missed these past two games um, in the central midfield. And I think he can, you know, you can, I think he can be really annoyed actually with with the decision because I think um, you know he's done more than enough. And for me, you're looking to kind of you're looking around the squad who who you can drop and. Um, you know, it wouldn't be those two for me. I think they, they've more than done enough in, in the games we've seen. Um, and obviously Beast him. we know what he can do um, when he's when he's given the opportunity week in, week out. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, and it's a bit it's a bit unfair for the, the two lads coming in as well. I think Wood's obviously done OK in, in the game at Northampton. Um, you know, with 10 men for large parts of that game. And I, I thought he looked quite good, to be fair. Um, so, I think... You know, they both probably need a bit more time, but it, yeah, it just doesn't sit right the way that um, it's been handled, really. Because I think, obviously, we, we mentioned um, when Wood came in, we were obviously questioning at the time whether we needed another central midfielder. Um, I think at the end of the last podcast, and then obviously we, we go and sign Hackney um, as well. And it, I just think we were a little bit overloaded in that area. And a lot's been made of the, the team spirit and how it's how it's been completely different to last season and I just see maybe a little bit of that you know I think it might disrupt it a little bit and I think that's the worry um, you know you, you've got a bigger squad now that you can choose from and, and unfortunately people are going to be left out people are going to be unhappy um, and if the results are going against you as well then I think that that bad feeling might kind of crop up again and, and kind of rear its head and we just can't afford that at the moment so it's going to be interesting to see what happens but um yeah, for me, I think I said it at the time, we didn't need another two central midfielders. Um, and yeah, I, I still kind of stand by that. I think we were probably um, were probably better looking elsewhere. I know we did try and get a striker in on deadline day that, that fell through. I think did he fail, fail, fail a medical or something like that, uh, which you know shows the club were trying. But for me, I don't know. I, I don't think we need another body in there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it goes over the next few weeks. I just bring up this point then actually about the uh, the loan signings. Obviously now I've got absolutely no idea about you know anything of these deals or the ins and outs and what have you. But I've I've seen it banded about on Twitter. I don't know if it's just pure speculation or if there's something to it. Uh, the fact that you know both of these loan players have come in, as you said, we've changed a winning team. We've got players that you'd think on paper would start, you know, in your first eleven around Pew Beeston. The fact that both of them have come in. They've started both of the games as well, not just one of them. I've seen a lot of people suggest that it might be something like that it's in the contracts that they've got to play. Do you think there's anything like that going on? Well, I I actually thought that it, it was going to be either that or a very bad decision by the manager to, to change a winning team. And so I think it's probably going to be one or the other. Um, but then again, obviously, the, you know, the manager would have known that the terms under the um, loan contract that these players would have to play a certain amount of games when they're being brought in, um, which is is a little bit concerning, I suppose, really, because they are very, um, you know, as, as players in experience. And, and and as we said, you know, we've already got Pew here, who's probably of, of you know, a similar age and, and, and a kind of level of experience who, who has 
you know done really well actually this season as we've said so um it looks like a little bit of an unfortunate decision um and and kind of even more so um due to the fact that now we, we do seem to be pretty overloaded in the field when, when we really were crying out for a striker um given the the current quality of the strikers we've got at the club at the minute so it, it may be a little bit disappointing um you know from from kind of a fan's perspective really yeah, I mean, it's we don't know. Obviously, we, we're just speculating, but it's it's certainly not unheard of. You know, I mean, you've heard of these things uh, in the past, and I think even Cox was saying that um, clubs have kind of said, "Yes, you can have this player, but if you don't play him, then you know we, we want more money for him," and, and things like that. You know, I think it's um, there's all sorts that that go on in in these sorts of deals. Um, but you're hoping that we've not agreed to something like that because you know it's not great for for sort of morale of the group I don't think and um, I'd be I'd be disappointed if that was the case um, but yeah you know who knows I mean if, if it continues for me obviously Hackney um, as yet not really not really shown anything in the two games that he's kind of up to this standard uh, I'm not saying he won't be I'm not saying he, he, he won't be a decent player um, for us who knows you know we, we've not really seen enough of him um, but for me, there's, as I've said, there's other players that are kind of deserving of that spot at the moment. And I think it's, it's very easy after the, after kind of a game to look back and say, you know, with hindsight, maybe those those particular players shouldn't have played. Um, but I just don't think we'd have we'd have lost four nil if um, some of those players from the Tranmere game were were playing at the weekend. Um, you know, it's, it's again we're just kind of speculating, but I just don't I just don't see it. But yeah, it's 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 one of those. It'll, it'll be interesting. I think it'll become more evident in in the next few weeks. Obviously, if if they keep in the place when it's not particularly warranted, then I think even more questions will be asked. But um, for now, I mean, I, I hope I hope that's not the case. And um, you know, I'm sure it won't be. But you know, you never know. Just before we go to the game, then just briefly, there was a couple of exits this week. Um, Jessup's gone to Gainsborough on loan for a month. Uh, Shrimpton's gone to Grantham till January on loan. And obviously, Dunval Turan, I think, is probably the most significant of this. Obviously, he's been absent from the squad for the whole season. Uh, he's gone to Stockport on a month's loan as well. Maybe anything on those those players? Yeah, I mean, again, with, with Jessup, obviously, he's been on the, the fringes, really, of the first team. Whether Gainsborough is the right level for him, you know, if, if we want, if we see him as kind of a, a player that can, um, you know, fill in for the first team in the near future, I'm not sure whether that's sort of the right level. Um, to be aiming him at, but again, I mean, I, I did see a good comment on on Twitter, and at the end of the day, if someone from a higher level wanted him, then I think the club would have would have probably tried to get him there. So I think it's just a case of getting him games, getting him match fit, um, and seeing what he can do. But I, I'm, I'm not sure at the moment with, with Jessup. I think um, of all the kind of young lads that have kind of broken through this season and. Um, had a little bit of game time. I think he's the one I'm least impressed with, really, um, so far. I know it's been difficult because, you know, even even some of the um, you know more experienced strikers have found it difficult up there because of you know lack of service and, and things like that. And you know we, we saw that last season as well. So you know it's it's a bit early to kind of write him off. But I think um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does at Gainsborough because he should technically you know if we're hoping to play him in League Two in the near future. Um, he should be okay at that level. Um, same with Shrimpton as well. Obviously, he's not really um, appeared for the first team apart from in the the paint trophy. You've not really seen too much of him either. But obviously, again, um, another local lad. And I think again at Grantham with um, Carlton Palmer that might be quite interesting for him. You know, as um, someone to learn from as as manager there. So that'd be 
a good move for him, I think. Um, see how he does. Um, and Tehran, you know, Stockport are struggling, but they obviously spent a lot of money over the past couple of seasons. Um, they obviously see something in him, either that or he's got, you know, a brilliant agent in there, in Ascodas, who's, who's got him a different move. But um, I think it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, it looks like he's going to get game time because I think Quigley's injured at Stockport. So, um, yeah, he's, he's going to get a chance and um, no wishing well, really, because I think he's, for whatever reason, he's been frozen out. Um, yeah, I think he'll want to go there and prove himself and, you know, It'd be interesting if he does. I think if he starts scoring goals and starts playing well, then uh, questions will be answered as to why he's been kind of frozen out, even when we've been desperate. Um, obviously, his face doesn't fit and, and something's gone on behind the scenes that, that we don't know about. Um, but yeah, again, um, see how he does. I think it's probably the last we've seen of him here. But um, yeah, if he starts scoring goals there, then then uh, you know, questions will be raised again. Well, I think you're right. And Matt, you said it earlier on, didn't you? No, we, we are obviously still struggling for strikers. I mean, at the minute, we're basically relying on Scrimshaw, aren't we? And we've only really seen him twice. Uh, I mean, he looks decent enough so far, but, you know, it's a lot on him really, isn't it? You, you've got, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we come to Exeter, but there's, I mean, there's conversations about O'Neill to be had. I mean, he's, he's not at the level for me. Uh, Jarvis, again, I think we'll mention him, but I, there's a comment here from a um, friend of the podcast, actually, Mr. Mick. Uh, he said that he was talking to Loft uh, recently and he said he should be able to wear a mask within, you know, two or three weeks. So potentially he's coming back. But, you know, until then, and even then, really, we're still quite short for strikers, aren't we? Yeah, I, th- I think so. We, we are. And it's kind of that that sort of position that we were, you know, we've been concerned about for a while in the close season and kind of early early days of this season. I think that it also kind of raises more questions as to why we brought two more midfielders in 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 a, in a kind of an area that's already relatively overloaded. Can you know, um, in comparison to to the forward to the forward line, really, and and of course, you know, um, Hallam's gone AWOL again, hasn't he? You know, he's he's twisted his sock or whatever he's done this season. Um, and he, he's clearly not fit again. Um, but obviously the club know, knew before um, the season started that he, he would always be kind of maybe on the fringes because of his injury record. And unfortunately, again, that's proven to be the case. And, and at the same time, as you, you know, we know Turan's out on loan and, and we kind of really, in a way, <clears throat> sort of pinned our hopes on Scrimshaw, who's a little bit of an unknown entity, um, you know, relatively limited football league experience you know however he did score score on his debut and, and he does look really really handy and he is the kind of striker that we that we really do need but just having him there or bringing him in in the latter stages of the kind of transfer window um really shows kind of maybe a lack of maybe a lack of judgment or a kind of a lack of foresight from the club really which is a little bit disappointing really because we knew that's where we we're going to struggle we don't really know if Jarvis is going to do it you know it's unfortunate that Loft's injured but we knew Loft was injured before well before the end of the transfer window so um surely we should have been thinking about bringing another striker in as as you know as we just said hopefully he'll be back in the next few weeks and if it as we know it is just a facial injury then that you know you would like to think that his fitness won't be an issue so he should be able to come straight back into the side because he had a full pre-season um, and he generally looks like a fit lad anyway doesn't he he lasts the 90 minutes and he's always chasing balls down as well so um, hopefully that's not going to be an issue but it'd be nice to see him and um, Scrimshaw together but you know it, it is it's very concerning and it is one of the things that we said at the start of the season where are the goals going to come from um, <clears throat> given the, the kind of quality of players that we lost um, who would either score goals or create goals you know including you know Gilead, Issa and, and Kev and we, we never really you know, on the face of it, replace them. Um, 
so we'll have to see how we get on but it did seem to be a little bit of a strange strange one that the club didn't bring a striker in and, and maybe indeed they did try really hard and and uh, the guy that was supposed to bring in was just unfortunate to fail a medical so we don't really know do we what's been going on behind the scenes um <clears throat> but it's something that we've kind of looked a little bit goal shy so far this season um so it's just a it is a good job that the defense <laughs> sort of up until the game against exit has, has looked relatively solid yeah i think you make some good points on Scrimshaw, but I mean, you've got to look at it. If we play to his strengths, I think he could be a decent player. Um, obviously, at the weekend, I mean, he's probably the smallest guy on the pitch, and, and lumping balls forward, he's just not going to, we're not going to get anything from him. Um, and, you know, we've got to play someone alongside him, either either Jarvis and obviously Loft when he comes back in. At the weekend, I mean, he, he got no service whatsoever. Um, He's never going to do anything against kind of six foot two, six foot three defenders. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's definitely one. Um, looks looks like he's got something, but unless we play to his strengths, he's just going to be wasted. And and that's what we've really got to do in the next few games because I think you look at the strikers. Uh, obviously, Jarvis's goal record's not great. Um, he's he's done okay since he's come back in. Uh, obviously, had, had a decent game against Sutton. Um, I just think we need to maybe maybe get some um, a bit more service to him in, in the right areas as well and not just lumping the ball forward. Right, let's turn our attention to the matches then. Uh, uh, let's briefly do Northampton, not in any great detail, because I think the significant thing was obviously that the lone players were starting. Uh, we do lose 2-0. The, obviously, the key moment in that game is that Arnaise gets sent off, doesn't he? I, I mean, no real complaints with that one. No, no, that was, uh, it was definitely a red card and it was just poor um, defensively, really. I think Davis really struggled against Northampton. I think Rowe did as well at, at times, especially in the second half. Um, and that was just, again, it was just poor defending, kind of, yeah, misjudged the flight really, didn't, well, I don't know if they misjudged the flight, didn't realise where it was going. Um, and I think Manny, you know, we, we've said that about him actually and, um, he's probably got a couple of those in his locker a season, you know, a little bit clumsy. Uh, I think he probably thought he had to do it. Um, and you obviously bring the lad down. But yeah, disappointing. I think it put us on the back foot, really, because I didn't think Northampton were great, but I think it's, it's very difficult. They were putting us under a lot of pressure. And, uh, and I think eventually the, the pressure told in the end, um, which was a shame, because I think with 11 men, we could have probably seen that out. I think we we'd, might have got a draw. Um, so, yeah, it was disappointing. Obviously, it left us a bit short for the weekend. Um, obviously, with um, with a couple of injury scares as well, obviously, everyone came through it, um, Taft and, and Davis. But, um, but yeah, it could have left us really short, really. So, it was, um, yeah, it, it was just one of those. I think you're going to get a few of those a season from, from different players. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's probably cost us the game, probably cost us at least a point, really. Well, I mean, this is it. I mean, we've had a lot of questions about this as well. When you're considering Exeter, we've somebody said on this one that we've been relatively solid at the back this season. You know, it seems to be going all right. Manny gets sent off. We've said previously that, you know, we one injury or a red card like that, we are short. You saw that at Exeter, as you said, Matt Davis had that head injury, didn't he? Taff went down for a time. And you think in mid-game, there's nobody really to bring on in that position. But from going from being relatively okay at the back, your players getting sent off, and then you're losing 4-0 the next week. Is it too simplistic just to say that that's down to the absence of Mane? I mean, what's going on? Because obviously he must be 
he must have, you know, quite a big presence in that defence. Did you think his absence at the weekend was part of the reason why not only that we lost, but that we lost so heavily? It's difficult to say, isn't it? Because I think that there's there's probably quite a lot to it. Um, and, and I can imagine that, that kind of um, Cox's sort of situation has, has had an impact on the team because you would think that the team um, would know what's going on in, in that respect. And um, But then, of, of course, you've got that kind of change Change from a winning team against Tranmere, where we've kind of changed like kind of two two plays in the core midfield area, bringing the loans in, um, and and maybe just a little bit of disruption in that because obviously you know um, <clears throat> deadline day is always kind kind of disrupted, and if you're going to bring a couple of players in and and really kind of change a winning team and things like that. Um, it, it it's the, all these things are going to have an effect, and then obviously, as you said, you know, man is taken out, and he's kind of it, it'll be one of the more influential players at the at the, um, at the club, really, because he, he's he's a big presence, isn't he? And he, he's kind of um, he's very vocal on the pitch and things like that, and and you know, he, he's he's a big player for the team, and and when he when he does play and when he has a good game, he's a very very good defender at this level. Um, so you know, kind of all those things com- things combined, you would expect to kind of have a, a detrimental effect on on the result, and it's just unfortunate that we we got absolutely hammered back, so. Um, so you know, I think that probably a combination of those things really. Um, but hopefully, the, the most obviously, as always, the most important thing is that the, the, the kind of team and the, the club can regroup from what's obviously been kind of a, a, a must have been a, a difficult week for them, you know, um, on the pitch and, and behind the scenes. Right. Let's turn to the Exeter game then. So obviously, most recent, as you said there, Matt. Obviously, there's been a lot of disruption, you know, this week in the team off off the field as well. Um, it, it wasn't good though, was it? I mean, it, it really wasn't. And I think first half maybe was was all right. You know, I think we were okay. And I think Lillis said worse to this effect in his interview afterwards. But I mean, it just it just fell apart second half, didn't it? I think there was some some substitutions that I think were quite questionable. I think they might have hindered us quite a bit actually. Some of the goals that we gave away were just it was it was almost back to those the things we were seeing like last season, the season before. You know, those types of errors. I think generally it just looked very disorganised. I mean, I know Exeter traditionally are quite a decent team. I thought they were good. I do think they were good, but I'm not 100% sure that, you know, they were anything amazing. No, you know, I think we made it too easy for them and and too easy for their better players. Um, Obviously, Jay, we we know that he's a decent player. He scored against, I think he scored against us last season. Um, And, you know, he's got two again. And, um, yeah, just... Just players switching off, really, not kind of tracking runners. I think the midfield were, were kind of guilty of that on a number of occasions. Uh, I think Millen was was guilty of that um, in the second half and, and obviously um, got beaten for one of the goals really easily. So, yeah, I think, I think there was a few factors really um, in there. But, yeah, for me, first half, I think the, the key thing was we just didn't seem to have that midfield um, presence, no one really to put a tackle in there, and they were they were winning it in midfield um, more often than not. And I think that kind of put us on the back foot to start with. Um, also, you know, the ball's going straight back when when we're kind of getting it forward, it's going straight back because there's there's just no one to hold it up. Um, obviously, Scrimshaw tried his best, but he's he's not going to do a lot as as we've said against big defenders. Um, need some help up there, and it's it's just coming back. And I think when you lose the midfield battle. Um, against players like that, you know, we we we're yeah, we're, we're going to be on the back foot because you know Jay's got got real quality at this level and and he's punished us again. Um, two kind of, I think his his first one whether he touched it or not, I don't know. Um, obviously it's, it's a decent ball into the box, but um, I think Davis is probably the nearest man to him, and I can't really decide whether it's a, a really good ball in or 
whether Davies could have been a little bit tighter. Um, not sure on that one. And again, I think Watson, there's not a lot he could do. Obviously, he's um, he can't really come for that. It's too far for him to come uh, for. And yeah, it's, it's in the end, he's, he's maybe got a little flick on it and then it's gone in. And yeah, I think that really kind of did put us on the back foot. And when they get the second just after half time, I think that's obviously the worst time to concede. And no, I, I, uh, I didn't actually see it at the time. I was, I was still in the bar. Um, and, you know, you just don't expect it. You need to keep it tight, um, you know, for, for five minutes and then then have a go and to concede straight away in the manner we did as well because it, it's just such a poor goal. And I think you, you're right. Um, just basically last season all over again, I think you could go back to any of those games last season where uh, we conceded three, four, five and, and it was a similar kind of goal, wasn't it? And um, they all were really, let, let's be honest, the the two that followed that as well were, were really poor um, and yeah it was just poor all round and I think obviously Matt mentioned um, sort of what what we miss when Manny's not on the pitch and, and I think that's right and I think we saw that as well I think uh, defensively at times we're, we're all over the place and I know it's difficult when the midfield are just not tracking runners and, and things like that and not getting a foot in and gets, getting stuck in um, but I think we've got to be better defensively as well and, and balls into the box we just weren't really defending them as, as well as we have done um, and it's disappointing because I think we, we'd we all kind of agreed that we were looking really good defensively and then you know something something like that happens and, and we're torn apart and then you're questioning things again um, I think you know we've got to get Manny back soon well we, he's got to be in hasn't he at the weekend on only a one match ban and we've kind of got to get that solid base again to work from because I think that was really one of the only things we had going for us. We weren't taking that many chances. Um, but, you know, two weeks ago, you, you couldn't really see anyone um, turning us over by three, four goals. And unfortunately, that's what's happened. And um, yeah, I think that's right. It, it's got to, um, we, we've got to kind of bounce back from that sooner rather than later, because I think this time last season, we saw a few games kind of back to back where we conceded a lot of goals and, and it just can't happen this season. I think we've, we've got to kind of, and nip that in the bud and, and kind of get back to doing the basics right. And I think that kind of includes, um, you know, the management. Um, the, they've got to get some of the team selection um, right because I, I just don't think they have in recent weeks. Just on that first goal, actually, while you mention it, I, I, I do actually quite like the ball into the box, but it is everything you say about the midfield, you know, not sort of cutting it out. They have so much time, don't they? They're just sort of passing it about. They're really comfortable just outside, you know, our own box. That flicking, just, just briefly, any... Question about offside for that one. I know I, I sit not too far away from that in line with it. I, I thought at the time it was on, but I know there was a lot of complaints sort of around me that people thought it was offside. My instinct was that it was on. I'm not 100% sure from the, the video, but what, what would you think of it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, obviously from behind the goal, it's very, very difficult to see, but we've got, um, you know, got a mate who, who probably sits um, sort of in line with near where you sit, really, and he thought it was onside. So you know, I think it's no real complaints with that one. I just think it was the way we dealt with the ball. I think obviously Davis had taken that that bang on the head, um, misjudges the header or doesn't win that header. Um, and then from there, it's just, as you say, too much time on the ball, really. They just were able to pass it around a little bit. And I think it is a good ball into the box. I think it's, you know, it's, it's nicely weighted and, and I suppose it's, it's a good finish. Um, but yeah, again, it was just that first ball, didn't really deal with it. Um, gave them too much time um, on on the second ball and and they've punished us and you expect 
you know, they've got quality and um, Jay, you know, he likes popping up in those little areas um, and more often than not, he'll, he'll finish those off. And it's just disappointing that given um, it sounds as though we actually spent a day kind of preparing for, for one player, if you like, and, and what one player could do, you know, at the end of the day, it's, Matt Jay is a good player at this level, but it, it's not messy, you know, and we've spent a day kind of preparing for one player and, and he scores two goals. And um, whether Perry was the right man to kind of be, be man-marking him throughout the game, you know, I don't think so. I think Perry's got a lot of qualities um, you know, on I think the ball. he struggled the weekend. <clears throat> he did, yeah. I think he's he's got he's got qualities. Um, you know, I think he's once he's he's got the ball, I think he's he's okay. You know, he's 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 quite good on the ball and he, he can, you know, spray it about quite nicely. But, you know, he's not gonna tackle, he's not gonna get stuck in. Uh, I think we've seen that. I think we've seen that um every game really that he's played this season. I think he's um you know, it's not his game and, and I think we expected or the management expected him to or hoped they would do a job that he, he wasn't particularly comfortable with. And again, it comes down to whether we've got other players that, that could have done that job um, any better. And I think you, you you have. And, you know, I don't want to keep making the point really, but you, but you look at the bench and you've got the two that's obviously dropped out. Um, you know, they the both like a tackle and, and they both get stuck in. And that's what we were missing really. And I just think tactically to put, um, you know, a player that doesn't make a challenge on... Their, technically their best player um, just didn't didn't really work and it was a shame we kind of persisted with it really because I think um, it could have been kind of seen a lot earlier than it was um, and I appreciate obviously the difficult circumstances um, on on Saturday but yeah I think it was just sort of a poor decision and, and just kind of leave it for, for as long as we did as well was again didn't, didn't really work um, but yeah that's, that's my opinion well, I think what proves the point, though, is, I mean, when they do make the subs and, and Beasting comes on, I know nobody really had an amazing game, but I thought Beasting was probably probably the best player from that match, really. Yeah, I thought he did OK when he came on. And, and to be fair, I mean, one of the players that I thought did did OK was Bun. I thought he, you yeah. know, he he tried to kind of make things happen. He, he looked decent on the ball. Um but again, he, he didn't really have anyone to pass to at times. There wasn't particularly much movement. Um, and yeah, a lot of the times he, he kind of did the hard work and then and there was just no one there for him. And um, that's a shame, really, because I think technically he, he could be a good player for us if we use him the right way. Um, does he come back from, from injury? And because he's one of the more experienced players, I think it, it looks like he's going to get the nod um, more often than not. And I haven't got a, a problem with that, really, but it's... We've got to make sure that the rest of the kind of personnel around him, you know, are, are the right players, um, and you know, the 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 show for people and and try and make things happen. Because I don't think we saw that, and it's just deflating, really. Because I think up until the Northampton game, um, you know, we we were all in agreement that we'd seen some decent stuff, and and there was sort of entertainment offer really, which which we've not seen for a while. Um, you know, the Tranmere game, I can't remember that, that um, you know, a game where we've created as many chances for a long time. And then I just feel we've kind of gone... Sutton as well as, was one of those really, wasn't it? You know, I know we yeah. conceded late on, but for the, a lot of the first half especially, we, we sort of ran that game. Yeah, and we, we created chances, which is, you know, it's a lot better than what we were seeing last season. But I think the last two games, we've kind of reverted to that really. I know, 
the Northampton game is difficult when, when you go down to 10. So there's probably excuses there, which is fair enough. But um, but yeah, I just think we were we were so poor at the weekend. We were just completely out of sorts, really. And you know, I think that's you look at that midfield, and I don't I don't know. I, I just think that's where we lost it. And you look at them on paper as well. Obviously, Hackney and Perry. I know we've got the five defenders, which you know should we should be able to build a, a kind of solid base with that. But you look at those midfielders, and can you see them really putting a foot in and, and getting stuck in? And I think that's that's ultimately where we where we lost the game. Um, but yeah, that's, there we go. Well, I, I think shape definitely was you know a big problem. I mean, as I just said, you know, I sit focused and stand. So second half it was very, very evident that we just had no width, you know? I mean, Millen, we, we'll talk about Millen, I'm sure, you know, in relation to the, the fourth goal and, and the fact that, you know, he started and, and what have you. But I don't necessarily think he had, he had a good game, but equally, to be fair to him, he'd get the ball, he'd carry it forward a bit and there'd just be absolutely nobody on this right-hand side. And that was time and time again. And I think it became more evident when Rowe went off, actually, uh, because I mean that it was an odd substitution. I think you know you brought O'Neill on, which it was strange anyway. But it just seemed that when he went, we had absolutely no width at all. You know there was nobody out on this right hand side, and whenever we did have the ball, there was just nowhere to go with it. Yeah, I think that's right. I think Millen, you know, it's probably a debut to forget for him. Um, but again, I think there's there's big question marks over his fitness for me. Um, sort of 10-15 minutes in he looked like he was struggling a little bit and you know it's probably to be expected because he's he's injured in pre-season um, I don't know how many games he played in pre-season but I know the Lincoln game he was injured um, been out for a little while and obviously he's back in training but you know was he the right option I know we've got to get him match fit um, and I know he's probably who Cox sees as, as maybe first choice right back and obviously gone out and, and brought him in in the summer but if he's not fit to play, or if he's not 100% fit against a decent side like like Exeter, um, for me, again, it's it's just the wrong decision to play him. Um, when we've got either Rowe, I know Rowe is obviously centre-back, um, and, and we've st- stuck with a five at the back. Um, but you had a, various options. I mean, Pugh could have dropped in there, or you could have gone to the four at the back. And, you know, there, there were different ways to kind of approach that um, if, if Millen wasn't quite fit. Um, but, you know, I think... He's managed to kind of get through it. Hopefully, he'll, he'll, you know, get a bit of match fitness from that, and and we'll start seeing improvement. Because as you said, yeah, I, I do agree. At times, there was just nothing on for him, and I think you're right, especially sort of second half. He was he was coming forward with it, looking to play a pass, and, and there was just no movement, no one ahead of him, and and he was just giving the ball away or having to kind of knock it long um, for for scrimshaw, which which we know doesn't work. Um, so, yeah, it was just disappointing and, you know, hopefully he can kind of uh, sort of bounce back from that. And I think actually it's difficult to tell because I think there was a couple of occasions in the second half where we, we thought he'd just given up at kind of tracking back and the goal, I think the fourth goal, is it the fourth goal? Yeah, it's Obviously, the fourth goal. He gets beaten really easily, really. He shouldn't be getting beaten like that and he kind of just saunters back in. But is that because he's, he's just absolutely knackered I think that's there's, there's probably an argument to say that that is the case um, but again we had other players on the bench to, to change it and, and he's, I think he only made two subs um, so yeah I think you're right with, with the subs didn't really work for me and I think well, what about O'Neill let's, let's mention that now because that was one of the subs wasn't it you know he, he came on I mean 
we've seen him a handful of times now, haven't we? I, I'm I'm not really I'm not seeing what the option is. I'm I'm not seeing him ahead of Jarvis myself. No, no, no not at all. I, I mean, that's certainly what we've seen from Jarvis. He had a decent game against Tranmere. Um, obviously, quiet against Northampton, but again, under difficult circumstances, down to ten. Um, and I think you know he's shown enough in the in the game since he returned from injury to say that he should um, kind of get the nod over O'Neill. Um, I've not seen O'Neill do anything. Um, you know, to me, he doesn't particularly look like a footballer. Um, and I think he was really poor when he came on. I think he, he spent most of the time kind of um, with, he, with his thumb up kind of to players when, when the pass has kind of, um, he's not been able to quite get on the end of it. And you know, obviously he's still a young lad. He's, he's still raw and hopefully he'll improve. But I think for me, it was just, again, you, you're right. I think Jarvis probably should have got the nod. Um and is he, is he up to the standard, um, the League Two standard? I'm I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't think he is from what I've seen. Um, and then that's that's worrying because obviously McMahon probably had a part to play in that given that he was with him last season at Darlington and Borough's uh, youth set up and Hackney as well, obviously. Um, Borough's youth set up and, and known to McMahon, obviously, um, you know, hopefully... Um, they they both come good and and hopefully we we'll see some improvement and and they can start contributing um, a little bit more than they have done. But to me, I mean, it's a little bit worrying that if he has kind of suggested those two players, um, they've not really done anything yet to suggest that that they're good enough. So um, yeah, that's a little bit of a worry as well, to be honest. I mean, yeah, obviously Exeter is you know it's it's four nil, isn't it? Um, incredibly disappointing, I think. And as we've said, the manner that the goals went in. It just it just adds on to that. Maybe let's just turn to a couple of questions. Um, one, one thing that's come up when we're talking about players and, and who's making the team and, and who isn't, um, O'Malley's been mentioned by a few people. Obviously, he had a great season, didn't he, for us last time. We all really like him. Um, I wonder if maybe not as much has been made of him because actually, to me, Thompson has been one of the better signings. You know, I, I think he looks really good. Um, he, he seems to be making a bit of an impact in the team as well. Uh, and at the minute, I don't really see any real reason to to drop him. But but O'Malley, as far as we're aware, he's fit. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with him. He's not making the bench, is he? So uh, yeah, maybe something on that. It does seem to be <clears throat> quite a strange one, really, especially when we're kind of lacking a little bit of width um, throughout the team, really, and and kind of in one of the positions that you kind of thought that we might bolster would be kind of the wide positions, and you would think. Um, that either O'Malley or, or Thompson would probably probably be able to play on the left wing if they needed to, um, and and the fact that O'Malley's not really really even been on the bench for that option is a little bit concerning, really. Um, but you know, as we said earlier, um, I think Thompson has been has been really good. He's probably one of our better signings this season. He's he's not very capable, so um, he's, he's given O'Malley some really good competition. But I, I think that the fact that he's not really been in the in the first team squad much this season maybe kind of suggests that something's not quite right behind the scenes is it fitness or or something's happened we don't really know but it's is very strange and it's it's not really been explained either um and, and as i said that kind of option that he would bring um even if it's him going at left back and thompson pushing up into the left wing role um which i'm sure he'd be more than capable of doing because he's looked okay going forward um 
kind of suggests that something's not quite right at the moment. Um, and it is a little bit of a weird one, given that he was kind of obviously last season, what probably one of our best performers and, and a good advert for <clears throat> the now defunct on a 23 squad, bringing, you know, bringing um, young players through. Um, and I, I know we sound from Huddersfield, but um, kind of that idea. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a strange one, really. And I don't really know what's going on, um, to be honest. Um, and it is a little bit concerning. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's he's kind of gone from one that Cox sort of singled out last season for praise at times. I think he, he said he really liked his attitude and, um, you know, the way he's kind of um, sort of in the dressing room, probably, um, you know, obviously still a young lad, but he's, he's kind of one of the voices that, that kind of, he puts him, himself out there and, and, you know, tells other players what, what he thinks at times. And I think that's that was refreshing to hear. So, um, to, yeah, to kind of see him not involved at all um, in the squad, I just I just found it very odd. And um, and you know who knows we we might not find out why. Um, but it does appear that he is fit, and it's just a, a selection thing. I know um, Fox said at Northampton they just want some more attack, sort of attacking options on the bench. Um, which you know that that that's fine. But I think O'Malley, uh, we saw last season he's he's good for an assist, and he kind of set up a couple of goals, few goals last season. You know, I agree with Matt. I think those two uh, fullback are kind of interchangeable. One could play a little bit higher up if if needed. Um, and I think, yeah, he's definitely a good option to have on the bench. Um, so it's yeah, a bit of a strange one. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that kind of develops. But he was certainly last season. He was certainly one of our better players. Um, and you know, I think everyone had sort of high hopes for him. Really, I think um, we saw enough in him last season to hope that he might be the one that or one of the players that we can kind of develop and maybe sell on to, to a club at a higher level. But, you know, at the moment it looks as though he's been frozen out and um yeah. Um maybe obviously if we pick up a few injuries that might change. But at the moment, struggling to make the squad, um yeah, I think it's very odd indeed, really. Something else just to add to that as well, I think that <clears throat> given the kind of um, the squad that, that Cox has put put together, obviously we can see kind of that he's gone for a, a squad with players that have got real good kind of physical attributes. You know, you'd like to think that we would be scoring the odd goal from a set piece from a corner. Um, and really O'Malley is probably one of our best set piece takers. We saw him score a really good goal in, in pre-season. Um, I think it was against Barton. I might be wrong, um, but, it, you know, it, really good goal. Um, and the fact that I think that he was taking corners last season as well um, kind of makes it even more, um, strange really because you would think that he would be um, kind of in, in the first 11 you know not just because he's a good player and, and because he was excellent last season but also because he's got a really really good left foot and he's, he's got really good delivery which, which we, we do seem to lack at times um, this season because um, I think we've seen Hippolyte try it and he's not the best corner taker he floats it rather than whips it um, so again you know kind of more evidence to suggest that something's maybe not quite right Yeah to be honest, I would agree with Brad as well. When when um, you know he mentioned about Thompson, I think he's probably deserved to keep his place. So it's it's not that you know I think that's a bad decision to to have Thompson um, in the in the first team. I think he more than merited that so far. But I just think yeah, the, the decision not to have him in the squad at all is is an odd one. Um, and it looks as though at the moment he, he's happy to kind of have um, Hippolyte. You know, if there is an injury. Um, and, and Thompson has to go off. It looks at the moment he's, he's happy for Hippolyte to kind of maybe maybe fill in there at left back if if needed. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely one to keep an eye on. It's just 
yeah, it's, it's a bit strange because obviously you probably last season we were talking about a player that that potentially could could be kind of a saleable asset, and and this season he's, he's nowhere to be seen. Um, that said, you know when he has played this season, he's not necessarily played particularly well. So I can again, I can um, I can understand him again not playing uh, and not being in that in that first team. But yeah, I think um, not being in the squad kind of raises a few questions for me. Something else that's that's coming up. I think maybe it's maybe it's partly because obviously it was a heavy defeat to Exeter, um, so you know I guess emotions are running high with a with a defeat like that. Um, we, we've talked a lot in terms of last season how the attitude wasn't necessarily there, and that this season. I know Matt, you've said that that's been one of the things you've been most impressed about this season is that they do seem to be putting the you know the effort in and the performance, and you know they're, they're having a go you know right till the end. It's certainly in the sort of I don't know, the games a month or so ago. There has been quite a handful of comments coming up to us for this for this game just gone that are sort of questioning that. Um, was yesterday's result due to lack of quality, effort or both? Uh, another one here, you know, not much has changed from last season and we had better players then. Complete lack of tactical knowledge in the backroom staff. The strange substitution left us with no with four four two with no wide players. Uh, and then this one, you know, we know we lack quality, so it's important that we put out a team that are well-organised and work hard. Neither traits were on display yesterday. Yeah, so against Exeter, do you think it was a case of, you know, the effort wasn't there or wasn't there from from some players? Or do you think it was just the sort of the system that, that led to that impression, if you like? Yeah, difficult to say, really. I think it's it's a mixture of everything. Obviously, Millen um, clearly wasn't fit. So, you know, that's, again playing him, you're down to 10 men really already because, you know, he's just not fit. Um, I think you're right. I think the subs, um, obviously we didn't use the third sub. Maybe they just thought the game had gone and, and it wasn't worth it. But I don't know, for me, I, I would have tried to get some fresh legs on and maybe Green or someone like that who just gives a bit more width. Um, and yeah, I, I just think, as I've said, you know, we were overrun in, in the midfield. I think the, the team selection wasn't right and I think it, it put us on the back foot and I think it, it probably did that at Northampton as well and I know you know we, we had the early red card but I don't think we started the game particularly that well I think we were we were looking a bit shaky um, so yeah it's going to be it's, it's sort of a big few weeks really because um, obviously we've got a really tough trip to Carlisle um, coming up and I think there's there's some big decisions that need to be made I think we were all kind of in agreement. The five at the back, we were we were fairly happy with. Um, it was working, you know, with with Manny in there with with the two centre halves. I think it was working fairly well. Um, and I just think, for whatever reason, you know, the, the, there's players not playing. There's obviously Manny suspension. These things, um, you know, it's kind of disorganised us a little bit. And and I think that's been clear to see. I think we've been well organised, um, hard to beat in the first few games and I think that, that proved obviously we lost the Swindon game but then went on that run of was it four um, unbeaten and you know I think it was clear to see why that was I think we, we were very solid at the back really organised everyone kind of knew the jobs everyone was was putting a tackle in and, and, and trying um, trying the best and I'm not sure I, I think it's, it's difficult to say whether they were kind of trying the best and you'd, you'd like to think so I think it wasn't obvious that they weren't but I just think it, it was a case of the wrong players um, played and I think it just played into Exeter's hands um, 
and obviously they're a decent side at this level and, and they've kind of punished us for it. But yeah, I think it's probably a little bit early to say that, that the players are not trying. You know, two weeks ago, I think we were really happy with, with what we'd seen so far and I certainly was sort of enjoying it for the first time in a while because I think we were seeing a lot of effort and the Walsall game, for example, you know, I think everyone, when they saw the first team that night, were kind of writing us off and, and they really put a shift in and, and kind of really ground those points out. And I think, um, you know, I think a lot of fans were kind of warming to that um, and warming to the, to some of the players, actually. I think um, you know, even Hippolyte had, had had a couple of decent games. Um, so I just hope that the, the players that have come in on loan, you, you don't want them to come in and kind of upset that, that team spirit. So I think it was evident. I think everyone, it was clear to see that, you know, everyone was um, putting a real shift in and, and kind of um, trying the best and, and giving their all for the shirt, which is something we've, we've not been able to say for a long time. So you just hope that, you know, and it's not their fault, by the way, um, but I just think the players that came in, given the amount of players in, in that kind of central midfield, with, with Kenyon to come back as well, remember, um, you know, it's overloaded and, and Cox has got a very difficult job on his hands to keep everyone happy because, you know, if they're out the side, they're, they're going to be asking questions, especially if, if the results don't go for us. And, you know, if I was if I was Pew and, and Beeston, I'd be asking that question um, this week because obviously they, they've, they've not played and, and we've been turned over 4-0 and obviously the, the defeat at Northampton wasn't, wasn't great either. So yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, there's definitely questions to be asked. I think it was a mixture of everything, but I think at the moment you can't really question the um, the application of the players. I think it was just we came up against a decent exeter, um, and the management got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you make a lot of good points there. I mean, you know, it's important to remember that it is it's still very early in the season, isn't it? And and like you say, we went on that bit where we're we were four and beat, and so you know, and we've we've seen a lot that we have liked this season. So yes, whilst it has been you know a very disappointing week. I think, you know, this, there's still every hope that, you know, you put it right next week and maybe we can get like another couple of wins on the board or, you know, certainly get back to drawing. You know, I think we're still incredibly early to be sort of making any any sort of concrete assertions about, the you know, the way this season's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's probably just... And there, actually, I think, for this one. Um, we'll be back next week. Look at the Carlisle game. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this once again, passing on our sincere condolences to Neil Cox, his family, his friends. Obviously, a difficult time at the minute. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this. We'll see you on the next one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.